Welcome to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcast on EU imports and exports of medical equipment. Apart from taking thousands of lives, COVID-19 has revealed one hard truth. The EU's dependency on other countries for essential medical equipment, such as protective masks and gloves, but also respiratory ventilators. The EU and its member states have acted swiftly to counter these shortages, but Europe may need to rethink its production and trade priorities if it doesn't want to find itself in the same situation when the next pandemic strikes. Stay with us. As more and more coronavirus patients flocked to the hospitals, doctors and nurses were greatly concerned to realise that stocks of personal protection and artificial respiratory equipment were running out. Realising that producers could not meet the skyrocketing demand fast enough, the EU and its member states, in close coordination with one another, took some emergency initiatives to acquire and distribute medical supplies and imposed a temporary restriction on the exports of personal protective equipment outside the European Union. But the EU did more than that. In March 2020, the European Commission made a number of European standards for medical devices and personal protective equipment available to help both EU and third country companies willing to manufacture these items to produce them and place them on the internal market more easily while ensuring a high degree of safety. Thanks to the EU Joint Procurement Agreement, member states have also been able to enjoy a stronger position on the world market when buying personal protective equipment, respiratory ventilators and testing devices for coronavirus. The EU has also coordinated solidarity between member states, from donating ventilators to taking in critical patients in neighbouring EU countries. And to support member states facing shortages of equipment to treat infected patients and protect healthcare workers, the EU set up the first ever rescue stockpile of medical equipment. And meanwhile, the EU's Horizon 2020 research programme is funding 18 research projects and 140 teams across Europe to find a vaccine against COVID-19. But despite all these efforts and emergency initiatives, the underlying question remains. Why did the EU face such a shortage of medical products to tackle the coronavirus pandemic? Stay with us. To understand the situation, we need to look at some basic import-export figures concerning medical products. So a mapping of EU trade in four categories of products, that is pharmaceuticals, medical equipment, personal protection and medical supplies, shows that in all four categories, as few as five trade partners provide about 75% of EU imports. The main EU import partners are Switzerland, the United Kingdom, the United States, China and Singapore. And it's worth noting that China has been taking a growing share in imports of medical equipment. Exports, however, are more diffuse, with five partners receiving approximately half of EU exports. In 2019, the EU was a net exporter of medical products in all four categories, with pharmaceutical products representing most of its trade surplus for medical products. But personal protection products is a weaker domain. Additional insights into chemical and pharmaceutical sector production value chains in the EU's top five import partners suggest that China and other countries provide a far larger share in raw materials and manufacturing than direct imports suggest. Implying that the production of medical products is far more scattered than direct import figures imply. Now, to be better prepared in the event of another pandemic, some political leaders in Europe have declared their intention to increase their self-sufficiency in producing vital medical items in the future. But a quick input-output analysis shows that becoming 
fully self-sufficient is likely to be complex and costly given the wide range of source countries. To give you an example, producing a respiratory ventilator requires more than 900 pieces from all around the world. This must be taken into consideration if we want Europe to be more resilient in the future. You're listening to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcast.